What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuf71, and your auditory canals are tuned into Season 6, Episode 16 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Not much. Just here uh, getting ready to talk about games. You know, my two favorite people. Awesome. Well, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean you, you are, you know, so my favorite people. I have, I have a lot of favorite people. <laughs> I don't want to make anyone mad. We're, we're, one of a, we're one of a larger sample size, right? Yes, or two so, of a larger sample size. Yes, yeah, so, favorite, favorite people. people. <laughs> I love you all. And, uh, oh, yeah. And, of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, man? Yep. So, who who's your absolute favorite, though, Desmond? I'm not gonna say it. After last night, mm-mm. Mm-mm. but we'll talk about that when we get to our playlist, now, won't we? I didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't do a do a damn thing about nothing. Oh, so, just a little overzealous. But uh, say la vie. No, I'm I'm good. I'm good on this one. Wonderful Sunday morning slash afternoon. So fantastic, fantastic. A uh, little little uh, misadventures in the dark zone discussion. Oh, all right. Let me get this. Let me get it's already derailing. All right. Let's get, <laughs> let's get back to the let's get this thing back on track. First topic on the docket, as always, is going to be the playlist. So, Des, why don't you kick things off, man? What you been playing? Uh, what have I not been playing? That should be the the um. The real question, because I have been playing a lot of stuff. Um, I have been trying to stretch out and play a little bit more or a variety of, of games because I felt that Division 2, which I still do play a lot, has been, you know, just taking a little bit more of my time. So I kind of branched out and been trying to play, um, just experience a couple of different games. So I still have my, uh, I still play uh, Mario Kart eight with some friends uh that that's a really good kind of kind of uh social you know time sync you know we're able to hang out and play that and race cars and stuff and and there's a lot of meat to that game um and learning how to do stuff it, it it's it, it's presentation is simple but but getting good at racing is uh you really gotta practice so um so that's still fun i've been playing uh pillars of eternity 2 uh dead fire uh, although unfortunately, uh, I keep restarting or, or I haven't really got to the point where I'm done because I get, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, when you're, it's that paralysis where, you, where you're trying to make a character because I take character generation very seriously, you know, but anyway, I need to just kind of like commit to a character and, you know, in a class and just get done with it. So that's something that I'm, that I'm working on. So wish me luck. Uh, 
started playing Streets of Rage 4, that game is dope. Like, I really enjoy that game. I got to the third mm-hmm. level. I've I've played every every character that that you could play except uh except for Axel. I don't know. I've never really was a was a fan of Axel, but I have to admit Blaze has always been my favorite character, and so I've been playing her mostly. Um, and I play the uh, the niece with the guitar. I really like her moves because she's really super super fast, and she gets in there and her and her uh, finisher when you when you when you got your combo, her finisher jumps her in the air and moves her forward. So she kind of she kind of clears the 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 area, which I think is really kind of cool. Is she basically so basically what happens is the game likes to surround you, and if you're doing your your combo on someone on the left, if you complete it, it moves you away from everybody that that's behind you, and it's really kind of cool because it repositions you repositions you. So I don't know I I really like her her move set, but it's been a, it's been a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to play it. You know, with Kev or Joe and. Again, I've just been just been uh, practicing uh, with it. Um, I really like the art style. Just everything about the game is just really, really fun. Um, and, and I, I, if this is the if this is what you know the caliber of gameplay we're going to be getting, you know, from these folks that uh, that they can only do better. You know, by that I mean uh, Streets of Rage Five was is probably going to be great. Hopefully, they're able to do it, and I hope the series gets a lot of love. Uh, I've been playing. Um, CD Projekt Red's uh, Throne Breaker, uh, Throne Breaker: The Witcher Tales. Um, so it's it's like a card game, sort of like Gwent, um, but you're running around like a board, and you go into these card games. And the and it was funny. I thought it was at a. Uh, I was fighting this. I had this one tutorial mission that I was trying to fight, and I couldn't get past it, and I didn't know what was going on. And I looked up. I looked it up and you know, people were saying that it's a glitch and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, damn, that sucks. It's a glitch. Right. Because I can't get out of this menu. And I was like, damn it. I can't I really want to play this game. Ah, you know, I spent $10. So I fired it up and I was trying to get past it. And then I realized in the upper right hand corner of the text box, it has a little square and I'm liking, Hmm, is that square? My touchpad? And I hit it, and it advanced. So it wasn't a glitch. It was just me being stupid and not seeing what they wanted me to do to advance the uh, the tutorial. So I felt so stupid. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, I can actually play this game now. So crisis averted. So that was very funny. Um, I just had to chuckle at myself about that. It's just these very, you know, these game mechanics that they put in or the things that, that can feel so simple, but... But unfortunately, they are not. So you're just kind of like, well, oh well. <laughs> but but I was able to get past it, and and it's fun. It, it's a cute little card game. Um, some of the challenges, the, the 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 challenge matches that you do, because it's all based around a much larger story of this of this queen coming in and 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 re- returning back to her lands after her son has just kind of ran her kingdom into the ground, I guess, and so. But it's fun, but it's set in the Witcher, um, the Witcher kind of, uh, 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 world, but I never played any of the Witcher games. I mean, although I do, well, that's not true. I've, I've played, I played the, I played Wild Hunt and I played the one before it, but I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. I just couldn't get into the, into the game. I don't know. So, but this is more up my alley because I like card games. So, so yeah. Uh, still playing Dead Cells, fun little uh, roguelike met- uh, Metroidvania. 
you think, and it's funny because you would think these games would get kind of boring, but they really don't. You know, it's um, it's just a lot of fun, uh, running around and and finding little nooks and crannies, and 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 that kind of replayability of uh, of roguelites is like when you get a good one, because because if you have a, a really bad roguelite, then you just don't really want to to experience any of the game or what's going on. So it's like, mm. but this one's different. Like I really I really enjoy this one. So, so I still play that every, every so often, you know, not as much as the other games, but, and then, uh, played Risk of Rain too a little bit. Um, still want to play that with Joe, you know, um, but we, we need to just kind of, uh, throw that in, um, and just kind of sit down and, and, and play it. And then we played a, uh, I haven't touched a Warhammer Inquisitor Martyr. Uh, I, I haven't touched it, uh, to Diablo Light, uh, because Joe and I started playing Chaos Bane, which is kind of like a it, it's it's the medieval you know magic and sorcery uh, and like warrior kind of version of you know the the Warhammer 40k uh, well, martyr. It's the regular Warhammer universe. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's the so, traditional old yeah. school fantasy yeah. type of stuff so yeah. but it's I mean it, it's interesting it's definitely it's it is definitely nothing to write home about there is no like the 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 graphics and the gameplay are all passable it is not a bad game it's just not one of those wow type games you know and, it, and sometimes it doesn't have to be you know sometimes games can just be you know basic fun you know popcorn type type games you know we have the we, we have the same thing in in, our, in movies like we have popcorn movies that don't have to be award caliber things they can just be nice little time wasters and that's what warhammer chaos bane is you know it, it is a comparable game it does what it sets out to do you know in a in a in a in a fun manner so we're probably going to end up playing that a little bit more as well yeah my my biggest thing about the game at least to start seemed like it was kind of too vanilla a little bit and yeah uh, Yeah. combat didn't have a lot of oomph to it like you know i couldn't really i mean i could just sit there and hold the button uh all day in fact i think uh, diablo 3 probably is leagues better as far as the variation of the attacks and so on and so forth so in the graphics and the way it looks i mean i mean hell even um even uh torchlight too is 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 has a little bit more nuanced stuff uh to it than warhammer chaos yeah i get it you know there's a lot of warhammer games out there and they have hit every genre you can think about so yeah just what it is as far as Chaos Bane, I noticed that once we were playing a little bit longer towards the end of our session that we played this week, that I felt it was starting to get a little bit better because a lot of the skills were unlocking. So. Exactly, exactly. And yeah. and I played um I played it again by myself. I played the engineer, and um and it was fun. Um, it's weird though because you there, there's always this kind of well for the magic user and the engineer or someone who has some kind of a a skill that could be too quote-unquote overpowered there's always this kind of like safety mechanic you know and so like for her i had to if i use my abilities too long i have to vent it i have to vent her like backpack flamethrower thing so i was like okay and then with the with the with the magic user you know you have to um like you have to control certain things i don't know it's just just this weird kind of like 
you know, this kind of checks and balances that, that is put in. I found that that's something that's in most of the Warhammer games. And I think that's part of the lore that, you know, that, that they're, that not everything is, 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 um, built correctly. Maybe, you know, there's always certain things, you know, like magic always has a cost, you know, doing something always has a cost. And, and, and I think that's kind of an interesting mechanic, you know, to kind of, to kind of have to do. So, but it's fun. Yeah, mm. I might have to play the game solo because when we're playing should. multiplayer, um, I wasn't paying attention to the plot at all. The story, I don't uh, I know. I mean, oh, and then the artwork for the the artwork for the story is just like it's vanilla. It's just I don't know, it's just you Stat- a bunch of static screens. Yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. So, but again, the story of each each individual. There's five player characters you can play, and they each have their own individual kind of kind of, kind of story. Which I think is kind of interesting, you know. They all each have their own motivation and what they're trying to do. So, so yeah. the the lore is there. Like they 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 will hit you over the head with lore, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's not competent even enough to Titan Quest, and you know, it's a lot. Wow. I know people uh, consider Titan Quest to be kind of generic, but I think Titan Quest has hooked me for a, a while. Well, you know, the, a this is more generic than Titan Quest. Titan Quest, correct? Titan. I don't know. People talk shit about Titan Quest, but I think that's a fantastic game. You know, and it really, if for for like what a ten year old game, it's really good. So yeah, feel free sure. to come off that. And then the last game that we've been playing, of course, you know, wouldn't be gamer, gaming vessels without Division. So we've been playing. Joe and I have been playing Division Two, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun running around um, this game. You know it. It, it, it hooks you. I don't know what I don't know what more to say. It just kind of hooks you, and, and and it's just fun running around. And and there's so much you you can do even in the base game that that this they really uh, they really upped upped their game for Division Two versus Division One. You know, I think I think Division One. I consider Division One uh, just like a, uh, a what is it a, a proof of concept kind of situation because. Because that game came out and it was just like skeleton, like it, was, it had hardly any meat on it. They'd have been, I don't know. But this game, this game has meat on it, and we have. I mean, we're still just working on the base game. We haven't even, like, we have the uh, the DLC, but we haven't even played that because we've just been running around playing stuff. Uh, the, the the base game, you know. So so that's a test of a of a of a good game where where its player base can actually, you know go through and 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 have so much to do um which i think is fantastic and 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 it doesn't it doesn't really feel stale either and i think that's you know one of the one of the testaments of a of of good game design is is where you can go in and you can and you can do you know like the same the same kind of um uh uh rotation of stuff um uh you know and and it's and it's okay, like you don't mind it. Like it really has that kind of Destiny vibe to it, you know. And I think Destiny was another really good game that that had their kind of rinse and repeat kind of stuff, you know. And um, and, I, and I'm happy for it. Like I have not gotten burnt out of burnt out with it. Like I have uh, uh, with uh, with uh, Destiny. So um, if this is what they're doing, like I, I mean, I don't know how much they're gonna do with this kind of Aaron Keeter guy and the, and the, and the, and the big villain. And I really hope that you do something or you kill him in the next one that way we can advance the story. And if they do do a division three, which they probably will, um, it's a little bit different than, 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 than what it is. Cause like, 
Well, the, the whole the whole thing about the, the the plague and all that stuff and everything, like I get it, but but I I don't know. I I needed to advance. I need this 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 storyline to advance more and be a little bit different, you know, and and really bring someone else or bring Black Tusk, you know, to the forefront as, as a big baddie, you know, fighting for domination of the United States or something, or, or, or we don't even go to the United States. We like, we have to go to like, I don't know, fucking Mexico or England or something. I don't know. You know just, <laughs> but I get it. I get it. It's well, very, the, the Kaner storyline is kind of being brought forth from the first division. So, I mean, and hopefully I, I don't know what the in conclusion, but as a games as a service game, obviously I'm not sure if there's a finite ending that's going to occur. Uh, you know, I think it, in the end, I think if they do do a finite ending, that'd be awesome. So, well, no, 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 I'm not saying well, a finite ending. Uh, it because it's a games for a service. I'm talking about ending, ending the, Aaron Keener's storyline. You know, and yeah, moving the on to something yeah. else. You know, yeah. because they've already introduced Black Tusk as a as, as a big shadowy organization. I I think about you know once once we finish Aaron uh, Aaron Keeter's thing, we back Black Tusk. You know the shadow of black tusk as a, as a quote unquote evil organization, you know, comes to the forefront and then it becomes this kind of like, you know, division civil war where we have to fight and dismantle black tusk. So something like that for, for a third game would be really kind of good, you know, you know, because it's like black tusk is, is an evil, you know, you know, thing. And so we have to bring democracy back to the USA, you know, and then like, you know, bald eagles fly out of everything and, you know, (laughs) jets, you know, and like, red white and blue it's very patriotic you know very patriotic but but anyway game's good um but yeah I, i've really been enjoying it so okay but well, i spoke we, a lot we... so but that's a really good segue into uh joe's because i know joe has been really been playing uh division two a lot he's like a division two guru right now he has been playing so much he's you know he like i, I jump on and you know, he jumps into the party with me, and he's like already played most of the scenarios. Like he's just helping me along. So, well, I don't know if you want to get to what the listeners were alluding, you know, what we were alluding to at the beginning of the show. But yeah, you got to do that. You I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about, Joe. Well, why don't you? Why don't you go ahead and talk about it? Oh, I, have, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about, Joe. How, how are you today, Joe? I'm great. How about you? Good. I, I would think it would be better for you to describe. Describe you know, at least what? Our, our play session last night. So go go for it. No, we don't have to talk about it. You know. No, no, no we, we can't can leave it. it. No, 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 no. This is. A, this, I, I was just listening. I wasn't playing. It. No, this has to be discussed. Like, like okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so Joe and I are playing Division Two. <laughs> And we're running around and we're doing stuff outside. And then I I don't like the dark zone, you know, because like I, I am I, I don't say I don't want to say I don't like it, but I am leery of the dark zone because people can go rogue and they can kill you. And I'm not really a big PvP person. But I figured, okay, it's Saturday night, let's go do it. And Joe's like, yeah, you know, so I I could just imagine there's a huge smile on his face. And then we go to the dark zone because he had this, he had this, um, uh, project. Yeah. Project that he needed to complete, you know, which was, we didn't even, we didn't even, 
We didn't even touch the project. That's what pissed me off more. Well, Cause, yeah, we because we I was looking for up. locked boxes, locked dark zone boxes, and, and dark I'm like, zone. and I'm like, how the hell are we gonna? So anyway, so anyway, so we're going around and we're 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 attacking landmarks and we're doing really good because like the first time we we, we went in there, we just got we just got our asses handed. At least I did. Got 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 my ass ass handed to me, and I was just like, ugh. But you know, but anyway, we ended up running around. We ended up fighting. Doing pretty good, you know, teamed up with another group of people. You know, everyone is kind of like, you know, oh, is this guy going to turn rogue and shoot me, blah, 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 this and that. But most part, most people were really good. So anyway, we get a, I, I get a drop and, uh, okay, so, so we're in an area and we are in a landmark and so let me, let me, let me paint the picture, right? I'm using, you know, my normal automatic, automatic rifle. I use a hive you know, it shoots out these little things, and I have a turret, and Joe uses his um, his uh, little drone, flying around drone, and he uses a shield, you know, because Joe's like, he's a gladiator, he uses a shield, he likes to shield up and be mobile, and I'm like, okay, it's fine. It makes healing him hard, but that's fine. So, <laughs> so we're fighting all these people, I he gets downed, I get downed, and then we run back to try to grab our stuff, because if you die all of your contaminated stuff gets dropped and someone can pick it up. Well, we get back to the area, we kill all the people, we get all of our stuff, and it's great. Out of nowhere, this guy runs up. Coco Nice. So, Coco Nice, if you're listening to this, this is this is about you, buddy. So, we're, so Coco Nice comes up, and he's kind of just kind of like circling us. You know, he's not doing anything. He's not doing anything, but he's all by himself. And Joe's like always. Joe's like this guy. He's by. He's, he's by me. And I'm like. And I'm like. Okay. Well. Well. We don't know what's gonna happen. So why don't we stay together? And again, Joe has this habit of running off. You know. And I'm like, Joe, we gotta stay together. He's like, okay. So I don't know what happened. You know, Joe was relying on the well, kindness of people. He thought the guy uh, was gonna be nice and civil. So Joe lowers his guard and goes into his menu because. A lot of the stuff that you get in the dark zone is not a top tier level. It's not five fifteen. It's a little lower. So you break that stuff down into into dark zone resources. That way you can actually get more stuff. So that's what we've been doing. We had been saving the uh, five fifteen stuff and then like breaking down the other stuff. But we need to watch each other's backs. Well, I was too far away. Joe thought this guy was 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 cool. Joe went into his his menu the guy turned rogue and immediately slaughtered him just savage and of course you saw you but i was like oh crap right so i run back over to him and i'm like what's going on and the guy's long gone and i'm like ah son of a ah so he's long gone right and he's like this guy so it's okay i'm gonna kill him i'm gonna kill him and i was like and i was like joe calm down it's fine he's like but we had so much stuff i had all this stuff and i was just like joe calm down just calm down so then so then, God, you make you know, me sound so dramatic. I was not that dramatic about it. You were, you were dramatic, dude. No, it was I was like, I could just see him, just like you know, ah, you know, with fists <laughs> of rage. So, so I'm like, okay, you know, we gotta stay together. So we go to an, <laughs> we go to an extraction point, right? And I extract my stuff. I put up my little, my little, you know, Gerald's probably dying by hearing this, right? So, I put up my my turret and I'm waiting, right? And so I, the, the chopper comes, I put my stuff in and another guy comes up, right? Not the same guy, right? But we are ready. Like I'm, I'm, I'm uncover, 
you know, I go in, I put my stuff in, Joe puts his stuff in, I go back behind cover, the guy comes in, puts his stuff in, goes behind cover, and then, and then Joe's all, he's gonna go rogue, I just know it, I just know he's gonna go rogue, and I was like, and I thought, I'm like, well, I thought you couldn't, because you already put the stuff on there, he's like, no, he can go rogue, and then, and then take your shit, and I'm like, well, I don't think he's gonna do that, so the chopper lifts off, and the guy leaves, right, so we're like, okay, so, in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, we could see Coco, Coco Nice, you know, went rogue, killed somebody, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, damn, so this guy's just like, like assassin, so we're, and so we go and do a, uh, a, a drop, a dark zone drop, and this, they, they drop, um, crates in, and the first person to, to get there claims it, so we're running over there, we're running over there, and we, we, we get it, and I claim the drop, I'm like, yay, but then they dropped, like, four, uh, named enemies, and so I'm like, well, I got the drop, let's run, right, and so we're like, no, 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 so we, we, we sit there, and we try to kill the guys, out of nowhere, Coco Nice comes in, Joe's like, ah, and he turns us rogue, right, does, realizing that we're in a group, and if you, if he goes rogue, I automatically get turned rogue too, so I'm like, shit, right, so he turns us rogue, and, and, Starts fighting Coco Nice, but Coco Nice like downs him, and I'm like, damn it! So I run over to Joe and I try to get ready to engage this guy, but he runs off, and Joe's dead again. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what the hell? So I was just like, so this guy is just like picking on Joe, it seems like. So Joe, you know, revives, comes back, and we kill the named enemies, grab their gear, and I'm like, so I'm full. Like I got, I got, I got all this. I got, I got cool shit. I feel good. I'm like, all right, Joe's kind of, you know, hot on the collar. I'm like, all right, Joe, let's do this. Let's go to an extraction point because the northern extraction point has been little, like little to no resistance. Let's go there, right? Made big mistake because I guess Coco Nice had killed somebody and had a manhunt on him, but and we were we were in the area of the manhunt, and so he was lurking around us, and we should have left. We should have just left, but I was like, no, no, no. He probably won't fuck with us, you know. And so he survived the manhunt. He's not a rogue agent anymore. We go to the area to do the extraction. And here's where just shit hits the fan. So we go to there, right? I call the extraction. I, I put my back against the wall like I normally do. I'm getting ready to, 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 to wait for the extraction to come in. Out of nowhere nowhere it says you've gone rogue and i'm like what the hell and he's like it's that coco guy i gotta kill him i'm like joe no what no the guy comes in right and we and i start having to defend myself because out of nowhere like three other players pop up because when you become rogue it sends a flag to everyone in the area that you're rogue and this we're we're literally at a, a, a an extraction point where people usually kill each other to get their gear so there's like four people fighting us. I have no idea what's going on. I'm pretty much downed immediately. And I'm like, what? No! And they're like fucking looting our corpses. And I'm like, damn it, Joe. And he's like, he's like, what? I had to kill him. I had to kill him. And I was like, Joe, why didn't you wait until he went rogue? And then he fired on us. And then it would have been all of us against him. <laughs> so... Joe, in the heat of the moment, let his Italian blood, you know, <laughs> get too strong, and then just just took me down with him. I was just like, no. <laughs> After that, I respawned, and I was like, I'm done. And he's like, what? <laughs> what? What are you doing? I'm like, Joe, I'm done. He's just like, well, 
are you are we are you are you, are you done with like the dark zone are you done with the session like i'm just done with the dark zone dude i'm leaving <laughs> so and then you can't fast travel in the dark zone so i had to run all the way out of the dark zone and joe's just like what what's okay i, I should have been smarter and i'm just like damn it joe damn it it's like no it's like no and then and then i just and then i just i just left the dark zone just huh just hung my head low oh and then i just left the dark zone i went back to the white house and i was like oh but but again i did get some pretty good loot so so it wasn't a total Le- loss, lesson but... learned sir so yeah lesson yeah, learned i like... will not go rogue i will wait for the uh attacky to go uh, yeah. rogue first okay and then, and then so, so but the thing that really the thing that was hilarious though for me anyway is after we got to the White House and we looked at all of our stuff, and, which is pretty good, you know, I was like, okay, Joe disappears. And I'm like, I'm like, Joe, where'd you go? He's like, I went back. And I was like, oh, shit, Joe got the bloodlust. <laughs> so <laughs> so Joe went back to the dark zone. I'm like, okay, that's it for me. I'm going to bed. So, so then oh, I well, gu- well, guess what? I, I got killed again by Coco Knight. <laughs> <laughs> So I actually went back in and I actually got in a dark zone drop. I snuck in. I did not find all the baddies because I was by myself on there because, you know, the same four named enemies. I kind of like stealthily went in, opened the crate, stealthily went back out. And I went to go extract that one thing. I did not go try to grind any of the other um, because, you know, they have a particular... Enemies you could go and encounters and they call it like a, a um, I'm trying to think of the actual word but it's like a, like a a, um, a point of interest basically and you go in and clear all the enemies that are at the uh, point of interest on there so I went to go just extract this one dark sun drop and then Coco Nice came out of nowhere of course saw me kill me <laughs> took my stuff and. Uh, I, re- I went back to a, uh, resurrection point cause there's a number of points on the map, uh, you could go and do this on. And there was like this one other agent that was around hanging around. I, I forgot his name exactly. I think it was like a Japanese name. So I'm going to call it like Musashi or something like that. So I went to go, I went running back, uh, to the place that I got gaffled at basically it was at an extraction point on that and uh, it was a point that this Masashi guy uh, I guess Coco Nice went rogue on him and um, they were fighting each other and um, Masashi killed Coco Nice awesome I was like up there I actually did the emote and I was applauding him (laughs) and I was just like you know doing some emotes and whatnot. and then Masashi for whatever reason he just decided to grenade himself and kill himself and he gave me all the loot that he got from coco nice so oh! i actually got, got the gear from coco nice that originally was taken plus uh, whatever gear masashi had on him and I extracted that and got out of the dark zone at that point and called it a night because that was the cherry on the top Damn. of the proverbial shit sunday known as the dark zone so okay that's pretty that's pretty cool all right i didn't okay that's great that's great. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so, see, see what you missed? Like, 1.30 in the morning, like, you know, you know, uh, justice is served on the cocoa nice, so, so. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you got, that you got some, 
kind of retribution against Coco Nice and, and well indirectly. I mean, obviously, I would love to kill him myself with my own two beady old hands. But you know, hey, say la vie. If I see him again, just like that <laughs> punk kid that killed me in the dark zone a few weeks ago, <laughs> by all means, yeah. <clears throat> I, I have to I just have to let that stuff go, but that's a really kind of fitting. That, that's a really good ending to this story, because he knew that Musashi guy, you know, knew that that asshole, you know, Coco Nice was probably you know fucking with everybody. So he knew what was going on, and he he pre felt your pain and then gave you all of his stuff. That's cool. Like yeah, shout out to so. him. That's that's some good. That's some good like karma gamer, you know, stuff right there. That's awesome. I'm glad that happened. Yeah. In fact, I, I saw him later on because actually I said I didn't cap it off there. I actually was still doinking around and I saw him and I saw him again and I was uh, I applauded him and <laughs> all that stuff. He was trying to follow me and I wound up by signing. I signed off at that point. So it was like two two thirty. Yeah, I was just we we're, t- were talking to the listener of the show, Gerald Ocon, because he happened to hop on after. Oh, Gerald was on how- too. Yeah, Gerald came on ah, for cool. a hot minute. Yeah, so. Yeah, so that ended my play session last night. But yeah, otherwise the, the division, it's uh, just been fun to play. It's just a lot yeah. of the um, agreed. A lot of the like projects are just something that's like almost like doing dailies in Destiny too. It just kind of gets that uh, thing where I want to go and rinse and repeat. But I, you know, I'm basically we're just waiting to go through some of the classified investigations on there i think we've done most of all your stuff and so i'm pretty much we're we're ready to go to new york so i don't think there's any more story-based missions other than to go to new york so yeah we're, i mean because right now yeah because we could date we could because we, we could basically do like the what is it the classified missions and stuff but that after doing that first one with you that's something that we can just do in our spare time as it doesn't really progress the plot at all so yeah i think no, it doesn't yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking now is the time because we're at max level um I pretty much have. I don't have the gear that I want, but but I'm, I'm I feel pretty comfortable in the in the in the in the role that I'm playing. So I think it probably is a good time for us to to move on. So, but oh, again, that was Maybe yeah. Next episode, we'll be talking about the Warlords of New York expansion. Probably. So probably. So uh, that was... only other thing I've been playing besides that, um, I, there's this nice little like top down shooter. And I got a free code from East Asia Soft for, and uh, it's like a game I kind of fire up uh, just when I'm waiting for Desmond to show up online or if I want to do like a simple five, ten minute uh, gameplay. It's called Task Force Campus on here. So, and it's literally like a pixel bit, like eight bit overhead, like, you know, um, shooter on a shmup, if you want to call it, even though I know some people hate that, but uh, there's. A nice little bit of uh, gameplay, um, and I've been doinking around. It, the gameplay on it's pretty nice, and so I'll continue to whack at it as far as you know, play play it here and there. On there, I'm kind of curious because the game's rated M for mature for language, and I have not seen any sort of <laughs> language or anything in the game whatsoever. If we look at the game, it's like an overhead traditional pixel, like you know, like eight or sixteen bit inspired. Uh, shooter so it's like i'm kind of curious where the m rating for mature is coming into the equation but i'll have to find that out but that's all i've been playing wow that's that's okay and you have to real quick real real quick before you start kevin and you have to understand Uh listeners that it was not just me and joe in a in a chat room this was kevin was there too 
So Kevin, in the background of all this stuff happening, is just cackling and laughing and just like y'all. Are... So so we were really entertaining Kevin last night. Like he was just like y'all are just so so. It added a whole nother level of it because Kevin was there to to listen to all of this craziness. It was just I really appreciate you staying in and sticking through that, Kev. <laughs> Man, how do you, how do you how do you follow up the Coco Chronicles, man? That's that's <laughs> Coco nice, son. Coco nice, man. Uh, well, my my playlist is just boring compared to compared to all that. It's like, look, uh, my tip is the usual stuff. Man, well, first of all, is like I've been called back to work, so no more, you know, up till 3 a.m. in running running monster hunter or whatever else I, whatever else i've been playing in the past i'm back to work um still not a full i guess i think probably about 90 percent of the staff still isn't back but i was labeled as uh, uh what do they call that critical worker essential, essential. essential. yeah yeah i'm now essential so yay i get to go back to work but you know it is what it is uh in a position i haven't been in in a I haven't done this particular position in a little over in well about a year and a half, so still getting the kinks out, remembering some remembering some stuff. My notes are no longer valid, so I'm basically being I'm having to train myself over again. Uh, luckily, I'm in there with two other people that have been there, uh, so I'm I'm the training wheels are you know the training wheels are back off, so I'm doing my thing. But uh, game-wise, uh, it's been Monster Hunter World, and uh, just real quick, um, the deeper I get into the end game of Monster Hunter, uh, the more of the the cracks in the pavement I'm seeing. The um, first off, uh, F Raging Brachydos, um, not because he's a hard monster. I mean, he he is, but you know what 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 high what master rank monster and monster hunter isn't difficult but there there I was trying to get one a weapon his bow I was trying to get his bow all right and I have one piece that I need off the raging brachydos called uh, the immortal and it doesn't really matter it's called the immortal reactor it doesn't really matter what it is they're, they're just it's just pieces of data that that tells the system, hey, you've got it, you've done enough to to build this weapon. Okay, whatever. The I have, I, and there are certain you know prerequisites. If you do certain things to monsters, you get a higher chance of getting their their more difficult uh, pieces when you're, you're trying to craft your armor and your good weapons and whatever gear you're trying to get. This immortal reactors. Um, uh, uh, percentage uh, to drop. I've been in, I've been in in sessions where we've broken both his arms, we've broken his back, severed his tail, cut off his horn. I mean, just just dismantle this thing, right? And that immortal that 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 immortal reactor has not dropped. So you know, Trader Joe to the rescue with a link to uh, what is that? Kikumo? Kikum no, no. Something Kira like Nico. Kira Nico something. Yeah. K K something. Kira Nico. Yeah. Which is like a monster hunter uh, resource site for I guess all the monster hunters that have ever been ever been made, I'm I'm guessing. 
Um, and I looked at the the drop numbers. I mean, if if I had access to an investigation, which I don't, a gold investigation, which I don't, I would have a sixteen percent chance. But just running the the regular stuff in which raging brachydose shows up, five percent. 2%, 3%, you know, with all these prerequisites met. And you know what? I just said, you know what? Screw this. This It's not even worth it. Because number one, Raging Brachydose is not the easiest monster in the world. He's actually pretty dang tough. Even with, I mean, I was I was running sessions with uh, uh, hunters that had maxed out master rank. And he and he was, he was, he was molly whopping all of us. So he's not an easy monster to fight. And it's the his fight is long because he has required you. I guess there's a way to capture him if you can get in the, in his final stage. Uh, it's kind of difficult to do because he does this uh, explode everything move uh, that basically sets explosions throughout the entire environment in, that he's in in the last stage. And it's just a pain in the butt, and, and it's like I, I'm not going. I'm not going to continue to grind this out just for this this freaking this freaking bow that I'm trying to get, which I wanted to get to use in the siege. Which brings me to the next to the to the last thing I'll, I'll talk about with Monster Hunter. The Safi siege is back. Uh, I I can't remember if it's running. I I know it's running through this weekend. I don't know if it ends after this weekend or not. Safi Siege is great. I I like it, and I'm not much for raids and sieges in these in these games as a service games as a, as a rule. Uh, but I like the Safi Siege. If you're using running a ranged weapon, the Safi Siege is a lot easier as opposed to running a a, a melee because you're in this thing's face all the time, and he's doing these Godzilla atomic breath blasts at you and. Uh, it's just a lot easier just to try and you know break the wings, trying to get the points uh, for your team to get more resources. Okay, fine. But the the problem I have with the siege is how you upgrade your weapons, and you can only upgrade the weapons with resources obtained in the siege. But they have this rut, this roulette style way of Basically, you in, you you submit a certain amount of resources into into uh, into your weapon, and it, it becomes like this game of, of roulette, where you know the computer will spit out several skills or several abilities for your weapon, and you decide which ones to fit, which ones you want to put in. Each weapon has five slots. Well, each of those five slots has either six or five levels. If you don't get, you can get the drop that you want, but it may not be at the level that you need. So you're constantly just what, what they call uh, 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 in uh, in charging up your weapon because you're constantly getting these abilities or or these skills that are at levels that you don't want. You're constantly burning through resources. To get your to get your weapon maxed out, and it's just it, 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 you know I ran I I marathon the Safi siege I I must have run this I must have run uh, on Saturday Saturday afternoon I must have run at least seven or eight almost ten 
sieges just just in a row. And I ha- I had a grip of resources, right? And you would think I, I should be at least be able to 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 max to spec out a uh, a meta bow, Safi bow with the resources I had. No, I wasn't. I had to I had to keep chucking, you know, investing and investing, investing and supposedly raising the rate of the high level skills, you know, for the next round. And and it's just like, you know what? I had my my hope was to be able to at least get maybe maybe two or three uh, uh, Safi bows out of, out of this. I, I'm only going to do one. I've got off my, my ice bow is almost, is almost, uh, maxed out as far as the, the augmentations from the, uh, Safi resources. I'm not going to do anymore because it's, it's just, they, I don't know what the, 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 the way that they have you do this is just a waste. And I mean, you can go in and for the weapons that you get after beating Safi, you can turn those weapons that you don't want into uh, Safi resources that you can invest in, 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 and use for the weapons that you want to keep. But even with that, man, it's just the rate in which these these skill these, these meta skills drop is just pain in the butt. I, I'm just getting burned down on it. So. Um, I, I think I'm I'm really at a at a point now where I'm just going to not be doing too much more uh, Monster Hunter. Um, there are some stuff that I some missions that I do want to do. There's some gear and regular missions that I want to get, and I think after that it's just going to be you know like whenever you guys are ready to jump back into it, uh, you know I'll be happy to run 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 through it with you, but. As far as the in-game stuff, the, while the activities are great, uh, the the way that you you build this stuff up is just it's just a drag. <laughs> so hopefully that changes in a sequel or or if they decide to do subsequent uh, seasons of this game. But well, if you're stri- looking for a multiplayer to get into, you know, you could always go back to Division Two if need be. So. <laughs> R R R R. Not any happening, bro. Yeah, I think it's a hard um, pass for him. <laughs> no, just like Paul at seventy six, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I they're, said they're, I would try it. Okay. No, oh, that ain't happening. That ain't happening for me either. But uh, also been playing Streets of Rage four, running through my two campaigns um, with the same character Cherry and Des. Like like you said, I, I really enjoy her move set uh, and. Uh, Sekiro, um, wow! <laughs> I just got past what they call the gun fort. The gun fort is was it was one of those levels where I'm trying to figure out what they were trying to do with this level because the whole it, it, it's basically you're just running, trying to keep from getting sniped from from all these dudes with with rifles and like some of them have these giant shotguns that double as like uh like these bludgeoning instruments of death and if they get catch you on a hook they'll shotgun you in the face and chest and, and kill you uh but for the most part you're just running and, and and grapple pointing from one branch to another i mean it's cool but 
<laughs> I, I just kind of have to wonder what the point of what the point of it is because I mean I guess you could go around and stealth kill all the all the snipers if you want to, but you're exposed on so many areas running through the gun the gun the gun fort because it's actually built into the side of this giant mountain. So you're crossing this giant bridge and jumping from uh, leaping past crevices and cracks, and you're, you're just constantly in a state of exposure where these snipers are constantly shooting at you. So I, I just ran through it, and the the guardian at the end of the of the uh, of the gun fort. Um, I was expecting to fight somebody who was using guns. What was funny is this 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 dude who walks around like you know, like a crab with, with multiple swords, you know, in his hands, uh, wasn't too hard of a fight. So I beat him and I, I don't know what, what's getting ready to, to, uh, uh, greet me after I get past this. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Now. Yeah, I do. Um, uh, I'm dealing with like these poison lizards in the underground, in this underground cavern, uh, so dealing with that. And what was funny is like these, li- these lizards will straight up follow you. And you know, as I'm trying to get from through the cavern to the bottom, when I- I'm guessing what is going to be out to the exit, you know, the exit of this place. I mean, these, there's like five or six of these lizards, man. They're just constantly spitting their, their poison at me. So I, I gotta, I gotta play, you know, Spider-Man and just trying to, leap from one ledge to a grapple point to the next, just trying to get out of there. So, but still enjoying my time with Sekiro and digging that. So that's what I have been playing. So we're going to move to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the news. So Trader Joe, why don't you take it away for the folks? All right, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of news this week. There's a lot of stuff going on back and forth. Uh, we're going to start off, though, talking about uh, the dreaded remasters on there. So quite a bit of uh, traction regarding that. Now, first one is actually just still a rumor on here. It's from a news report uh, from f- French news outlet AccuGaming.net. Uh, they're basically stating speculation with the outlet citing quote-unquote sources close to the studio state that um, Blizzard is working on a Diablo 2 remaster on there. So the rumor has been circulating for years now on there as far as Diablo 2 being remade. But um, according to their reports, the potential game is going to be entitled Diablo 2 Resurrected. On there, Vicarious Visions is supposedly helping Blizzard out with the port. Vicarious Visions uh, is the studio in Activision internal that uh, worked on both the Crash Trilogy remaster and also the Spyro Trilogy remaster as well. On there, also worked on the Destiny 2 port uh, for PC uh, for Activision as well. So uh, the game potentially will release during the uh, 2024th quarter on there on that so we'll have to see you know diablo 2 on a controller on a console sounds good to me i have never played diablo 2 on there i've watched my ex-wife play a little bit you know it's been pc only for the longest time and to me it'd be like a new game and that's why i would kind of welcome that um, remaster if need be on that so 
so good news there. And then Vicarious Visions was also mentioned because uh, during a Jeff Keighley live stream this past Tuesday, um, they did officially announce a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 on there. So that got announced. It is being brought forth by Vicarious Visions. I know during the live stream they mentioned that um, a lot of the people at Vicarious Visions, uh, they had some old uh, personnel from the old Neversoft, which was the original developer of uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. So on there, but this thing is coming out on uh, early September. It's going to retail for 40 bucks on there. So 60 frames a second, uh, 4K, if need be on your higher end systems, PS4 Pro, uh, Xbox One X, and also on PC. On there, as far as music is concerned, uh, they released a Spotify playlist with the music that will be included in the game. There wasn't, they weren't able to procure every track from one and two, uh, but they procured what they uh, thought was licensable uh, from that. So they did release that. So if you want to check that out, that's on Spotify as we speak. Uh, they also said that the uh, returning skaters in the game uh, will be updated to their current likeness. So they actually took these 40 and in the Tony Hawk's instance, 52-year-old Tony Hawk, and actually scanned them in again to throw them into the game as is, as what they currently look like. So I want to see because I know Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 had a secret skater, including Spider-Man in there. So we don't know how... That's going to be implemented. Only thing I could think of is it might be a PlayStation exclusive, but we'll have to see because you know obviously Sony owns the video game and movie rights to Spider-Man. So, but any excitement you guys for either Diablo 2 or uh, Pro Skater being remastered and uh, brought out to the world? Yeah, I mean they seem like interesting uh, IPs to bring back. I mean, I played the crap out of Tony Hawk. So, I mean, yeah. it'd be fun to go back, depending on how strong my nostalgia glasses are. Um, I never, I mean, I played Diablo 2, I want to say once or twice. On uh, PC? On PC. And it was okay. Um, so, having the option to play it on, on console, I mean, is pretty good. The one thing that, the one thing that I want to see is how much these things are going to cost. Because if the price is super outrageous and prohibitive, then no, I don't, I, I don't need that in my life. So if it's a, if it's a, if it's like, if it's like twenty nine dollars, you know, thirty dollars, possibly, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably dig into it. But again, if these remakes, you know, might go on sale, and if that happens, then you know, yeah, if you're will, if you're willing to wait, you know. That I'm sure you can probably get them for a better for for a better price, but either way, I think it's cool. Yeah, now Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater One and Two is retailing for forty bucks, so we don't know about the album because that hasn't been officially announced. So on there, and there's something said, where if you it? want, how much is it? Forty bucks for Tony nah, Hawk. Ten dollars so. too much for my blood. Sorry. Yeah, you might want to wait, and I was going to say the same thing that if I don't pick it up right away in September, I'm sure. Once uh, Black Friday rolls around, they'll probably be able to score it for twenty five, twenty. Who knows? You know, so so it just depends on how you want to do with these remasters on there. And then there is a third uh, game in the mix as far as remasters are concerned: Two uh, K and uh, uh, Hangar, the developer Hangar Thirteen. Uh, you know, we talked about this on a, sh- a few episodes ago, but Mafia. Um, 
was getting teased. You know, there was ratings in, I believe, in South Korea uh, indicating that the, there was a possibility of Mafia being remastered. So uh, they did uh, put a teaser tweet out, said that more information is coming next week. Uh, Mafia Trilogy on there. Um, and then they uh, also, for whatever reason, Microsoft Store, uh, once they teased it the same day, they put up a store page for Mafia Definitive Edition and some screenshots came out. And basically it's not a, a remaster, it's a totally remake on there. So they're remaking the first Mafia because the first Mafia only came out on PS2, Xbox, and then also on PC on there. Um, there was also a store page for Mafia 2 Definitive Edition as well. Uh, that had a release date of May 19th, so I'm almost thinking that's not going to be a remake. That's more of a remaster on there. And obviously, it, we'll find out more next week, but I think the Mafia Trilogy um, is going to include um, Mafia Definitive Edition, Mafia 2 Definitive Edition, and also Mafia 3. I hope they do something with Mafia 3, possibly. I've never played that game. Uh, I know, Kev, you have, and I know it got repetitive as far as everything towards the end, I'm, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Is, is that my uh, understanding of that is correct? Um, it got repetitive. Well, I, and I hate using that term because every game is repetitive. Yeah. When you really boil, when you really, really boil it down. But there were some, some things that, that – that, were just odd, like uh, like the sniper, the, the the I'm sorry, the silenced pistol broke the game, in my opinion. Oh yeah, because I think you remember telling us like basically you were just able to go in and yeah. just wreck shop, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're shooting dudes, and as long as the cops don't see you, you know, <laughs> what was funny is that uh, I guess I was doing one mission real quick. I was doing run one mission with the, with the silenced pistol. And literally, this officer runs into like the uh, uh, the entrance way to this factory that I was taking over. Bodies literally everywhere, but he just kind of looks around because he didn't hear. He heard gun. As long as they don't hear your gunshots or see you shooting anybody, everything's golden. He's literally walking over dead corpses in in in, in the factory. <laughs> Doesn't see me, and he just turns around and walks out. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, the AI definitely needs a rework on that game. But the story was great. I really liked the story. Yeah, and the screenshots look really good. So I'm, I'm kind of really curious because I've never played the first two Mafia games. I own Mafia 2. On there, so you know, if I want to, like, you know, uh, relive my Italian heritage, quote unquote, <laughs> on here, I guess that's the, the history thing. of my people. Really, <laughs> Mafia One and Two. <laughs> there you go. My dad's from the South Side of Chicago. I'm not saying anymore. My 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 dad danced. My my mom danced. Uh, correct that. My dad danced. <laughs> I, I can see uh, it. Uh, my mom was a tassel dancer at my dad's bar. My dad ran a damn bar in Southside of Chicago, and that's how they met. And I was a love child while he was married to his first wife. So, <laughs> true story, people. True story. Um, yes. so that's how it came into being, you know. But uh, yeah, you got a, divorced. Just a mafioso kid. <laughs> Something. I, I am a creation of some unknown origin. <laughs> I'll say, but yikes. I'll be looking forward to Mafia Trilogy. I know the retail release is supposed to be out when the first 
and Mafia Definitive Edition comes out, which is going to be in the end of August on there, August 27th or 28th on there. The screenshots really look nice. Uh, next week, I'll be curious to see it running in motion on there, uh, and I'm um, definitely interested on it. Any thoughts, Des? Or are you going to leave the Mafia well enough alone? No, I never played the <laughs> As first anyone one. should. So. <laughs> well, yeah. I never played the I never played the other ones. The only one I ever played was Mafia 3. Um, but if... If it looks good, yeah, I might take a take a take a gander at it. Again, it's the prices. Like if these prices, you know, are too, you know, steep, then I, I can wait. So so that's why oh, I never yeah. like to say, for the remakes. I never like to say I'll never do it or I, or I won't play it. You know, I'll pick it up. You know, if yeah. the price is right. Yeah, like I know this this month uh, I was looking at the something to switch up GameStop pre order to and. I was looking at that Saints Row 3 remastered, and it's like, okay, Saints Row 3, oh boy, all the DLC, 40 bucks? Nope. <laughs> nope. I am not touching Saints Row 3 for 40 bucks. I'm sorry. So I think we mentioned that previously. So it just, just depends on what the game is and how long it's been since it's been out. You know, like Mafia 1, I mean, you're talking about a 2002, 2003 release and so uh obviously they remade that game for a reason you know they did not remaster it so but moving right along also uh this week uh tecmo koei has announced the uh dlc plans for neo 2 on there it's this game and hate to say all three of us on the game we i have not touched neo 2 in the slightest on there so but uh Right now with Neo 2, uh, they did introduce a photo mode. Uh, they did celebrate the fact that it sold over 1 million copies worldwide on there. Uh, they stated that uh, photo mode's being added this week along with a set of new missions. Photo mode is more than a simple add-on. It will allow players to capture in-game screenshots with a variety of different tools and settings on there. They'll be able to tweak the camera settings for image exposure, gradation, lighting adjustments, and more. On there, the update will also include nine submissions and Twilight missions, which uh, will bring players some intense new challenges. They also kind of spelled out the season pass. They have three DLC expansions planned for Neo 2 over the next several months, and uh, quote unquote will be sizable and badass, according to <laughs> the creative director. On there, uh, for new players to experience, on there will include new storylines, new yokai. Ferocious new bosses, guardian spirits, new skills, fresh armor, and a new weapon that will alter the performance of skills outside of st set stances on there. So, so the first of the DLC expansions called the Tengu's Disciple and will release on July the 30th. On there are no uh, release dates or windows for the other two DLC packs on there. So, you know, I know out of the three of us, you touched this a little bit, right, Kevin? You played Neo 2 a little bit? I haven't played it at all. No, I played. Oh, there you I've go. been running. I've been running through trying to get through Sekiro first. <clears throat> I played it, and uh, it's you a fun little it. game. Um, it is hard. Um, I do need to go back to it uh, and, and actually pick it up. So I did play a little bit of it, and again, it's that sort of, you know, uh, Dark Soulsian uh, flavor. I'll leave it at that. But I can't really give a, a definitive. Um, critique or review of it because i really haven't played much so it yeah. is it is it is on my hard drive i'm looking at it right now and i really feel that at some point i will be take touching it 
relatively. Well, me too. Yeah, I I bought the uh, Steelbook edition because because and it, it came great. with the season pass for an additional twenty bucks. I mean, it it kind of kills me because it just recently went on sale for sixty bucks. It was twenty bucks off <laughs> during a, a recent sale, and it's just like I'm killing myself because of the fact that <laughs> um, I haven't touched it since I bought it. You know, I could have got it for cheaper, but I never uh, worry about that stuff. Yeah. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, buddy. <laughs> I know. Looking forward to that, though. We'll probably, you know, maybe set a time. Maybe all three of us can play because it does have co-op on there. That way, maybe Kevin can be dragging us, like, you know, weekend at Bernie style, you know, through the game. So It'd be dead because I haven't played it at all, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what. It, 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 uh, from what I've seen, it doesn't play like it. It doesn't play like second. Oh, so it's it's a little bit more. Uh, resource management. You got a stamina bar and all that other stuff. Switching out your armor and your weapons and all that stuff. Gotcha. Well, speaking of ninja games, uh, there was a little state of play this last week. Uh, Sony uh, showed basically 17 minutes of gameplay for Ghost of Tsushima. They had someone from Sucker Punch, the developer, kind of sit there and go through the gameplay footage as far as what the gameplay systems in the game kind of encompass showing off the graphical style uh, of the game on there which is absolutely gorgeous uh, showing as far as how the wind uh, can take you to different tasks if need be that you don't have like an outright like you know HUD saying hey go here with the little thing on the map telling you where to go on there. They showed the two prominent styles of play as far as the combat. One focused on 1v1 sword fighting. Other ones more stealth driven. Kind of reminds me of a modern day Tenchu a little bit. So, And using possibly fear tactics uh, to gain advantages from your opponents on there. So, And then they also showed off the photo mode quite a bit. Speaking of photo modes... <laughs> Uh, uh, that just kind of shows how gorgeous this game is on there. So um, I already knew I was going to buy this game from the outset. I mean, from its introduction, I'm a big prior, like, you know, feudal Japan fan on there from like different mediums, like, you know, the Vagabond manga is like excellent uh, about, you know, going into learning about Masashi and whatnot. You know, you could even talk about Blade of the Immortal as well. It kind of brings that kind of flavor a bit to the game on that. So uh, any of you two gentlemen had a chance to see this uh, state of play? I did. I watched it a couple of di- a couple different times, and, you know, I was going to get it. I-, I had already planned to pick it up, but, man, uh, we still talking about T-Flops, y'all? <laughs> uh T flops don't matter. It's all about games. Yeah, uh, for sure. And you know, we still talk about next gen, y'all. <laughs> I don't know about that either. Um, you know There's not enough gameplay in here is uh <laughs> than what was shown on the inside Xbox as mentioned on last episode. <laughs> that and then some. This is what Microsoft needs to do. They need to you know open up their games, have someone sit down and tear it open. Yeah. If, they, if yeah. they have anything to show, mind you, but you know, you know, you know PlayStation makes gameplay great again. Uh, look, um, you give me a you give me a game with a katana blade, and I, I'm nine times out of ten I'm in. But the changes and the uh, 
again, they're not re re redesigning the wheel of open world, but they are, but they are taking aesthetic auto audible and visual cues and just changing the way you do things. You know, the fact that the wind takes you to your destination and it just kind of, you just see it kind of flowing through this, uh, environment with high high reeds and trees and everything's just kind of swaying kind of in the direction that you need to go. That was just dope. I mean, it, it's just amazing. Uh, the amount, the, the, the fact that you're going to have um, uh, Japanese uh, uh, dubbed, uh, I mean, uh, subtitles, you're going to have to listen to it, it's, hear it in Japanese and English subtitles. Uh, I'll probably be be playing it that way. Just just awesome, just awesome. The uh, the combat, I like that. I like both the the samurai and the ghost. Uh, I don't know how I'll be. I'm usually I just like going in and just killing everybody. So, um, but both of those, the way that they were presented, looks like uh, mean. I could I could go either way or a combination of both it's it just the game just looks fantastic so you know i'm excited for last of us 2 but i don't know ghost might 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 just have my number one hype spot right now as far as games uh i don't know it's um i'm super ex- i'm super excited for ghost so yeah. i missed the gameplay uh, i haven't watched it yet but i already knew that i was going to buy this day one it has it checks all the boxes. I'm pretty much in the same camp as Joe, you know, with uh, Feudal Japan, like manga, anime, and it just kind of, like, the story sounds very riveting. I do have to sit down and watch it. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't know, because sometimes trailers can, can, can spoil a game a little too much, but if it's just gameplay and, like, and fighting and stuff, I... Yeah, it's just no no yeah. story points. It's all just gameplay. Yeah, it's all, it's all gameplay. It's all okay. just... So then I'm most likely gonna gonna then I'm most likely gonna watch it and I'll be waiting with bated breath for it to come out. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for it. Yeah, no no trailers at all. I think it's just all just set up and just showing how the game plays basically. So, all right. And speaking of gameplay demos, uh, there was also another Jeff Keeley joint uh, with the Summer Games Festival on there that they brought on. Uh, the team from Epic Games, and they had an Unreal Engine 5 demo running off the PlayStation 4 on there. So I got a chance to watch some of the breakdown of the engine. I mean, we're not talking about an actual game, <laughs> per se. So get a chance to take a look at it if, if need be. I know Tim Sweeney came on the live stream. He's the CEO of Epic and was saying that um, basically that this demo would not occur on any other platform because of the streaming of SSD uh, with the PlayStation 5 on there. So, and uh, you know, we'll have to see. There was a lot of hubbub, at least a little bit after the demo showed, as far as if it was really running off a of PS5. And I know there was a couple tweets from Microsoft, including Phil Spencer and also Aaron Greenberg, saying that Unreal Engine 5 is going to run on the Xbox Series X on the uh, World's most powerful console, according to Aaron Greenberg, on there, and then that X is going to give it to us. X is going <laughs> to give it to you specifically. So, on there, so like a communicable uh, disease. <laughs> yes, 
Exactly. Like COVID like, or something. I hope, uh, I hope after they give it to us, they, they provide the antidote. <laughs> something. Oh, right now, the demo was re- rendering at 1440p, so it wasn't 4K on there using dynamic resolution without all the next-gen bells and whistles like hardware accelerated ray tracing. Um, Epic basically told... Eurogamer, it's designed to show the engine without needing to think about elements like resolution and performance, which will be trade-offs next-gen developers will have to make regardless of what engine they use or what hardware the game runs on on there. But it gives just a general idea as far as what feature set the Unreal Engine 5 is on there. And you know, I was kind of following through and finding out as far as what the engine can and cannot do. I was on Twitter and I saw... Uh, uh, the uh, no- noted Xbox expert Tim Dog uh, sitting there tweeting crap out, and actually Tim Sweeney actually went and responded to Tim Dog's tweet about it, and basically told the um, noted Xbox Xbot, or you, you want to call him a quote-unquote troll, but uh, told them that they are more than welcome to break down. Unreal Engine 5, once it is fully released uh, for everyone to use and take a look at as far as what it can and cannot do, if need be. So I just I found it funny that a noted CEO of a billion-dollar company, Epic, had to respond to Tim Dog on Twitter for some reason, but it shows you how rooted they are with their community. He didn't want Tim Dog to release those those pound on him. <laughs> It's kind of funny that it started start as a joke because Tim Dog showed a video of some guy rolling around a, a pole with fire coming out of his ass and basically started as a joke and actually got an, a response from the president of Epic Games I mean, in this particular tweet. So You kind of have to think about that, though. Like, if, if, if the main guy from Epic is, like, you know, looking on his Facebook or looking on Twitter and this passes by and he literally – he most likely was sitting on the toilet. And he's like, do I really have to respond to Tim Dog? I don't know. Tim Dog called me out. I gotta let him know. Like, uh, if he... I don't know. Just, just seems like, like not everybody deserves, you know, a, a comment, you know, or or or, or, or a retort or or anything. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. If you, if you want to go, his, his Twitter handle is officially at xcloud Tim Dog. So. Well, hey, you know he's he's an official. I don't know though. Tim Dog might have all kinds of clout. Tim Dog, if you're listening, ro- ro- <laughs> you know, this is Tim Sweeney's response. All the next gen console hardware is unreleased and still under NDA. Early next year, we'll release the first public preview version of Unreal Engine Five at full C plus plus source, and everyone can dig into as much as they want. Uh, he also stated it's way too early to know. Best to wait for the preview release on Unreal Engine 5 next year and go wild benchmarking it as far as wondering at what render point that the beta was running as far as this because demo was running. And... <laughs> I'm sure Tim Dog definitely knows how to do that. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, here's the thing, man. You know, it's a damn shame when these... People, people that run these companies, like he said, billion-dollar companies, have to respond to these trolls because these trolls get these false narratives started. 
you know, it, I mean, social media is a is a double edged sword. I mean, everybody's been saying that from the from the onset, and this is just an example of that. We got to respond to we got to respond to YouTuber or or Facebooker or you know whatever whatever however he whatever medium he is he is influence influential on and respond to this to shut down any fire now, now let, let and I'll, I'll say this is this is the root of it this is the root of the xbot fury okay is that you know epic you know epic with the unreal engine they don't care who quote unquote wins these console wars these console sales they're making they this engine is going to be available on everybody for all the platforms right even switch. from mobile all the way on up what they're pissed off about is that they specifically said that the PlayStation 5 architecture was the best medium to showcase the abilities of Unreal Engine 5. Now, you can sit there and, and you can say, well, obviously Sony uh, backed the Brinks, the Brinks truck up you know, to, to the studio and said, "Hey, you know, we need we need you to we, we you know we need you to, to 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 do this for us." Really, it's an engine. This isn't even a game. It is a playable proof of concept, a tech demo. All right. They're trying to put this engine in the best light for the developers that are going to be paying them boatloads of royalty fees to utilize this engine. It is in their best interest to showcase this engine in its best light, utilizing the architecture of whatever platform that is going to display it, showing all of its feature sets, all of its abilities uh, you know, as best as possible. And what they're pissed off about is that 12 T-flops of power was not chosen as opposed to the 10.3, 10 point, whatever, whatever the T-flop of, of the PlayStation 5 is. And it's just like Cerny was saying, T-flops are not the end-all, be-all. They're important, yes, but it's everything else surrounding the GPU and the CPU to cut down those bottlenecks to get that data where it needs to go. And that's what has the bot's panties all bunched up right now. You know, you know, it is it is what it is, man. It, the 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 silliness of these you know Trump University graduates with YouTube channels ju is just it, it's ridiculous that these people have to respond to them. Absolutely ridiculous. But you know they have legions of followers that spread false narratives, and the, the, they have to put these fires out. And the fact that you know this guy that runs this billion dollar company even knows what a Tim Doggy is. It is just a testament. It's just it's just a testament to that. So I I don't know. Well, you know, you get you get included. The, your Twitter handle gets included in all these like uh, subtweets and tweets and more tweets. You know, obviously, you know, you took the time to respond. So you know, yeah, and, and good on him. But yeah, yeah he understands. Yeah, he he understands that you can't let false negatives from from uninformed opinions affect your product we're in a world of social media a, a social media literally affects the sales of any given product you know 
why is it that Clorox had to get had to get on 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 Twitter and Facebook and say what should have been obvious? Please don't ingest bleach, because we have an idiot president that's that quote unquote joked that hey maybe we could you know start injecting folks with bleach. It, this it, it it it's a damn shame that this has to be the way that business has to function but it's just the result of the environment that we're in right now so well, well you might want to correct yourself you know for the uh, trump supporters listening to this show it might uh, might have been the false news narrative uh, stating that you know that's what is the deep said. state of course <laughs> of course okay y'all come on now my bad <laughs> Of course, I don't want to offend anyone, but uh, so circling back over to, but uh, Tim Sweeney did go on to tweet a couple of days ago saying that the Unreal Engine 5 demo on PS5 was a culmination of years of discussions between Sony and Epic on future graphics and storage architecture. So this is definitely something that they were working on. Definitely take a look at it because I think even though it's just a proof of concept, it's definitely interesting to take a look at the technology. This uh, Tim Sweeney did state that the Nanite and Lumen tech powering it will be fully supported on both PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and will be awesome on both. So he does not care where you play games. He wants his Unreal Engine 5 on the system that you play on there so that they could obviously help game developers get the content out to you, the game player, if need be. So on that. And then also this more news. More news is good news, right? So this is a, a news story that kind of Desmond kind of wrinkled his eyebrow a bit uh, this past week. Uh, Nintendo had a like a shadow announcement on there. So uh, you know this is one of the rumors that were talked was talked about like about a month ago. But a new Paper Mario was announced. Paper Mario, the Origami King was revealed, and it's going to be releasing on Switch on July seventeenth. On there, uh, they had a trailer uh, as far as showing the gameplay off on it. it looked pretty nice on there. Um, it looks like we'll have to see how it plays. I know the last two installments of uh, Paper Mario, both Sticker Star and Color Splash, were kind of you know kind of divisive on there. I didn't play either of them, but I remember the hubbub back and forth on there. It looks like uh, this is going back to the original gameplay of the original paper mario and the thousand year door on there so what's your guys's impressions desmond i'll throw it out to you first on there um i cannot wait for it and i like how they did i like how they did it they're like look what is it roughly a month two month leeway they said hey yeah this game it's coming out this day enjoy loved it i thought everything was perfect about it i i know a couple of um what is it a couple of Weeks ago, I was talking to you about wanting to play those games again. Just like, hey, you know, I've been missing those games. I think I want to play them. And you're like, oh, you could play it on this way, blah, blah, blah. We were just chatting about it. We don't think anything about it. And then lo and behold, here you go. And I just, Paper Mario, you know, or Origami King. And I just think, I don't I don't know who who are these people that are that are creating these worlds, okay? Because I never in a million years would have thought to have origami in a paper mario uh game it just it's like it's like that weird yoshi yarn thing it's like like the 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 level of just like creativity is just amazing and then 
how it looks against the origami characters in 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 a 2D world of Paper Mario just looks phenomenal. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to still want a Kevin's word. It looks phenomenal. I don't know. I, I am just here for it. I have not been excited for a first party Nintendo game in a very long time. And I am just like, I, I am here for it. Like, I cannot wait. It is a day one purchase for me. I probably will have to fight Paul to play it because he's probably going to want to play it too. Yeah, uh, he's just funny. I showed him the trailer and he's like, why did you show me that? You you know, my birthday is in July. You could have just got it for me. And I'm like, what makes I'm going to get it for you? <laughs> I was like, uh, buddy. So anyway, um, I it, it looks fantastic. I cannot wait. And I, I, and I, for whatever reason, I always love it when, when Bowser teams up with them, you know, when, when, I don't know, something about Bowser teaming up with, with the Marios and princess just always, it's always cool for me. Like I, I, I always enjoy that. So, so again, I, I am looking forward to it. I, I want to see what happens. I really hope that it has a, uh, a sizable length, uh, to the story. That's the one thing that, that I really hope. But other than that, I am so here for it so yeah bring it bring it bring it bring it what about you yeah. kev yeah i i was really impressed with it um now i've never played any of the prior paper marios are these more along the lines in gameplay as a super mario rpg or are they platformers or kind of like a, 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 a combination of the two? Super Mario RPG was a Square Enix game, so that was strictly a turn-based game. That's yeah. its own thing on there. So yeah, okay. these are not these are not that they're, And I know um, which one. One of them was a sticker sticker story was was a quote unquote RPG because you would you would fight people and then you'd get stars and you and so you you'd run into them and then like a little stage would pop up and then you have to fight them i don't know what this one's gonna be like it doesn't look like it i think it's much more platformy um but again do not quote me on that um well from what people have been saying it looks like they've gone back to the uh, paper mario uh original paper mario yeah. the one on n64 and then the, the one on gamecube on there because it, there's yeah. turn-based battles in this one the last couple of games as mentioned kind of went off the rails a little bit as far as mixing up the gameplay what the sticker star was on the 3ds color splash was on the wii u on there and played uh, I, I played uh i played uh sticker star and i i actually really enjoyed it and that was an rpg like that was a that was an rpg where you where you got stickers and you and you but it was very it was very it was very like low low on the rpg like it was it was a uh, all you did really kev was was add stickers to your character and that was it so <laughs> yeah that was, it, it was it was made so it was very easy for people to play on there and a yeah. lot of people just didn't like the sticker aspect the whole touchscreen aspect i thought that was game. great i don't know people whatever i know one in bird in one hand half doesn't in the other you know how the saying goes you know yeah. it's just like you can't satisfy everyone all the time yeah. so it was it was great so i i i think it probably will have some kind of light rpg elements to it uh it might be light turn-based but i can't imagine it being you know like final fantasy type no definitely not so but yeah. uh but there is a lot of platforming involved with it as well hidden treasures and stuff like that it's just when you have combat it, it it looks like it might be according to joe it might be like 
light, light turn-based mechanics. But again, I I cannot wait. I, I just the stories are always very enjoyable and they're lighthearted. You know, I mean, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Someone gets a paper cut or something? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, yeah, that was silly. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> And then also in other Switch news, there was a rumor that came up, and everyone's been talking about that a little bit, but it's not officially announced yet. But according to VentureBeat, um, they have other games in the pipeline that are due to release sometime soon on there. One of the games being the uh, previously reported 3D Mario uh, collection on there, which is the collections that's supposed to include like Sunshine Galaxy uh, Remastered and Super Mario 64. They also stated that Pikmin 3 Deluxe is also on its way as well on there, which is kind of a surprise. It's another Wii U title, of course, uh, getting ported over. It seems like all their uh, Wii U games are uh, in of a self by itself making their way onto the Switch, which is much to the chagrin of Wii U owners out there. But uh, if they've gone this far to port everything, where's my Xenoblade Chronicles X port, please? But we'll have to see about that but uh we'll have to see about pikmin 3 pikmin 3 would be kind of a cool thing to play i don't know if either of you two played a lot of pikmin i know um i played my fair share of pikmin and i think it would be a good uh introduction to the series for everyone so so we'll see on there we'll see when that gets announced on that so and then also other Switch news, uh, they did finally announce a update to Nintendo Online. They actually introduced some new games on here. So, so and they went deep on this one. So you got five games, but the five games are all like uh, kind of deep hidden classics. And on the NES side, uh, they uh, have Rygar ready to roll on there. I loved Rygar back in the day. I didn't, you know, I played both the arcade game and the NES version of Rygar, and I definitely enjoyed the NES version of Rygar more on that. So I, it was a game I actually let my TV on, let my NES on, because I couldn't, you know, obviously beat in one setting, even though I tried my best on that. And then on the SNES side, they have three games: uh, Panel de Pond, which is the uh, Japanese version of Tetris Attack, Operation Logic Bomb, which is a, a cool overhead like kind of a, a shooter, kind of AKN to uh, uh, if you remember the old Sega game Crackdown or Alien Syndrome. Uh, it's uh, Operation Logic Bomb on there. I enjoyed that game quite a bit back in the day. And then last but not least, Nasume's uh, Wild Guns on there, which is a really cool two-player shooter. On there, which got remastered for the PS4 on there. So, so all five games are, will be out next week on here on May the 20th on there. So, any thoughts, you guys, on any of these new games being added? Yeah, I might actually join uh, Nintendo Online uh, this month. So which one? You want to play Rygar, or which is the game on your list? It's kind of Rygar and yeah. and and Wild Guns because I never played Rygar. I always heard good things about it, but I never played it. Never had it, uh, yeah. and I and never played it. My only my Rygar was on the Atari Lynx in the arcade, and the Lynx was basically like a, a arcade port. 
Yeah, the NES Rygar is crazy because they actually just made it an adventure game. They just took that gameplay loop as far as him using his little disc uh, weapon, and they made it almost like a Castlevania-type game mm-hmm. on there. So, And there's a lot, a little bit of exploring, and I, I really enjoyed it back in the day. I think definitely, in my opinion, the NES Rygar is head and shoulders over the uh, arcade version of Rygar. I think the arcade version of Rygar is kind of pale in comparison. It's almost like... I hate to say comparing like the arcade version of Bionic Commando, which was okay, versus the NES version of Bionic Commando, which was that damn awesome. So, so yeah. I think it's, I never played it was, that either. You never played Bionic Commando? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah, no, Bionic Commando on the NES. Oh my god, it was great. The uh, Bionic Commando in the arcade. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I did play it in the arcade, and it's one of the reasons why I didn't get the or didn't want the NES version. I, I mean, I thought Bionic Commando in the arcade was okay. Yeah, I thought it was okay too. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, they kind of riffed on it on the NES because they couldn't, you know, obviously emulate the arcade gameplay. So they actually just kind of, uh, kind of reiterated on it and made it its own game. And so that that NES version of Bionic Commando's hit. Basically, the version of Bionic Commando that everyone knows and loves, basically. So, mm-hmm. on that, but yeah. So, looking forward to more Switch stuff. So, we'll have to take a look at that. And then, last but not least, uh, the game that we've mostly been playing. Uh, I have not played Streets of Rage 4 yet, but there is a f- few story bits on there. One was about, we kind of alluded to last episode about the physical version of the game uh, with uh, Limited Run. On there, Dot Emu, which is the developer, came out and apologized to Limited Run directly on there because there was a thing to where the Limited Run print run, they had an open pre-order for like three to four weeks for you to be able to purchase Streets of Rage 4, but then lo and behold, uh, they put the game up uh, for physical release in Europe that also is going to be released also in America, which is the one you pre-ordered des on there and so including like the keychain the uh little limited edition soundtrack so on and so forth and they apologize because of the fact that they could have worked better with limited run as far as the coordinating their physical version versus their physical version and everyone that pre-ordered the limited run version will get a exclusive soundtrack included with their copies of the game as well on there so so i think everyone kind of Hopefully is satisfied on it. I know people that bought the limited edition copy from Limited Run uh, will get a PC Steam key uh, from .emu as compensation for uh, having to wait for the production of the Limited Run pressing of the game on that. So, and then there's a a great long article on DualShockers.com too, where they interviewed the developer of Streets of Rage 4, the French developer, and one of the things they mentioned uh, in the whole interview is that they were attempting to introduce Joe Hiyashi from Shinobi in the game, but Sega of Japan just said, nope. No, no Joe mm. Muashi in Streets of Rage 4, but uh, yeah, it would have been an awesome thing to have uh, Shinobi has a playable character in Streets of Rage 4. On is that there, Joe so. Higashi? Joe? No, that's, he's from SNK. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe Masashi. Joe, Joe, Joe Higashi is the... Uh, Fail of Fury. Yeah, sorry. Wrong guy. That's yeah, okay. Potato, so potato. Yes. But definitely take a look at the 
Dual Shocker's news story with the interview with Guard Crush, which is the developers of Streets of Rage 4. In fact, uh, yeah, just to mention before we kind of circle and end our news segment, uh, most of the articles uh, today that I was discussing did come from DualShockers.com. I also did get a few bits of news from GameInformer.com and at TheVerge.com as well. Uh, especially The Verge uh, had a great breakdown of the Unreal Engine 5 uh, stuff that we were discussing. So, so all in all, that is the news for this episode, gents. All righty. Well, thank you for bringing us that information, Joe. So our next topic on the docket is we've got uh, our good buddy Desmond here has got a main event for you. So, Des, why don't you set the table for us on this one, man? Sure. So, uh, sure. So, hold on. Sure. So the main event that I was thinking about is is uh, usually we're going to use these to talk about, you know, a certain thing that that uh, or a certain genre or a certain, you know, thing uh, within the gaming industry. So we, we use this main event to kind of cultivate conversation with our listeners. So for this main event, we wanted to talk about uh, simulation games, you know, and 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 what what do people generally think about them by simulation games talking about like the sims uh a little bit of the 4k uh strategy games um uh what is it sid meyer's civilization stuff like that uh because i know that it's a different type of of game play as it simulates you know real life or or something you know to to that effect second life was what was another one of those i just wanted to say you know what what people's you know, what our listeners like thoughts of those uh are we're also going to give you our thoughts about those as well so for me um i've always thought of a simulation game uh kind of as is like a uh, well now that the the genre has gotten so much broader uh because you have simulation games about all different all different types of things now um and i know uh some sims are like survival type of games you know, where we simulate being out in the wild and having to scrounge for food, deal with freezing, deal with cold, you know, trying to uh, capture those real life mechanics uh, in, in digital form. And, and while some of those, I think, are, 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 are fun, um, the, the classic, classic simulation games, I mean, I, I know it's just it's one of those things where, where it never really pulled me in to, to, to really want to uh talk about it or not talk about it but just experience that stuff because you know i always play games for escapism you know so so i have played a couple of 4x kind of simulation games um and i've played some of the civilization games just seeing how civilization would evolve if you change something you know or, or creating you know alternate history so i think that gives people i think the appeal is it gives people the ability to kind of, you know, ex uh, pseudo experience what it possibly could be like, you know, um, if it was different, if, if something had have happened that was that was different um, than 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 what really kind of happened uh, with our uh, with our current timeline or whatever. So I think that's where the um, where the 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 fun comes in uh for stuff like that again it was really um about the question that i brought up about this main event is just like how do you guys feel about those games you know or, or that or that sub genre 
uh, or that genre of games. I think simulation is a genre itself, but then there's sub genres that are popping up nowadays, especially like Subnautica, like uh, the 4K versions of it, like like civilization type games. Um, and I uh, the reason why it's popped it up, popped up is I see a lot of indie games indie game developers creating those uh those types of games there was that one i think it was called ancestry where you literally got to watch you know um starting from like you know primal man and watching you know watching your 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 line of 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 um uh, primates grow um and and evolve and and again i i think it's very interesting you know i i think it's a very interesting concept or thought so so what are your what are your guys's thoughts about this and I'll, I'll just throw it out to you guys you know whoever wants to take it up can can definitely take it up uh, i've dabbled in the genre a bit i mean obviously coming from more of a console side obviously these type of games are normally on the pc yeah on there um i know at least Way back in the day, uh, I did play the original Sid Meier Civilization on Amiga, and I got thoroughly addicted to that uh, game. I ran numerous like uh, playthroughs on there, and you know, obviously playing stuff like SimCity on the SNES, uh, you know, where they brought like the whole um, gameplay aspect to be playable on a controller. You know, I always appreciate it. And I have dabbled here and there uh, with the genre of civilization. I've gone back to, I know, the Sid Meier's uh, Civilization Revolution that was released for 360 and PS3. is a game that was in my wheelhouse, and I played quite a bit on there. And then, obviously, um, you know, even lately. I mean, another game we talked about, too, Des, mm-hmm. that kind of had these elements, too, with consoles in mind, was Herzog's Y on the Genesis, too. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. On that was there, a really so game. yeah, that was like the really one of the uh, tentpole things for RTS games on there. Mm-hmm. You know, games like StarCraft and uh, War Warcraft. You know, one, two, and three. You know, going later on, but you know, of course, Command and Conquer was also one that kind of leaked over on consoles that I played quite a bit. I know there was this other game called, um, trying to think of the top of my head, Metal Warriors, I think, on the SNES mm. on that. So it was uh, like an overhead like uh, strategy game akin to uh, Herzog's Y a bit uh, that kind of showed a little bit of the, like, kind of the gameplay loop on there. But, uh, you know, I just goes to show i mean there's tons of sim games on pc i mean i've never played any of the like the european sim games like the anno series i know is quite popular in europe and you know obviously farming simulator is talked about you know some some people are like ringing you know kind of lifting up their nose about it but you know there's there's something to be said about getting into kind of the minutiae of uh doing strategy and whatnot so mm-hmm. Um, for me, my experience with this is like super limited and I'm going to drop some, uh, some deep cuts, uh, again, super limited. My first, uh, sim game was Utopia for Intellivision. Uh, basically in that game, you, you were in charge of a third, basically a third world island nation. 
and you were given you had to manage your population uh, against you know providing enough food, providing you know factories for people to work, and hospitals where people could get health care. That's really the only three things that you had to worry about. And then the game would throw these natural occurrences like rain and hurricanes and and you know stuff your way, and that would just travel in these random these icons would just travel in these random uh, in these r- random areas and you would just have to adjust your make your adjustments you know on on that end and there were you could play against uh it was a two-player game um the computer would basically if you were just playing by yourself running solo the computer would kind of do some things on the island that you weren't actively playing on uh but you know i thought that was fun but then i tried sim city and again, the only other sim game I having played was it, the you know Utopia on Intellivision. Very elementary, you know, in comparison to Sim City on the SNES. And I was just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, uh, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to do all this uh, again. For those who know me, I like killing people and killing things and blowing stuff up. For the most part, and I did none of that. I think the only reason I bought it, I saw an ad that I guess Bowser shows up as a as a destructive agent in your city and kind of lays waste to it. And I don't think I fully understood what type of game it was, even though it says Sim in the Sim in the title. I thought it was gonna be a little bit more uh action-y for whatever reason. And I you know, popped it into the SNES and I'm seeing, you know, I got to plan these roads and, you know, provide places for people to work. And I have limited resources and I only get those resources replenished at certain times. And I'm, I'm like, nah, mm -mm." (laughs) I took it back to software, et cetera. Like, (laughs) nope, this wasn't what I thought it was. Uh, so please take this back. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was back in the day when you're able to return games after a certain yeah. amount of time after opening them. And then me as a software, et cetera, employee would have to go back and shrink wrap, wrap it back up like it was new supposedly. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, uh, so yeah, so that's where my experience with this type of game begins and ends. It's definitely not a genre that, appeals to me so obviously i never played the 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 sim uh you know the the sims even or the the civilization games or anything like that it's just you know it's just not in my wheelhouse of games i play so unfortunately i don't have much more to add to the conversation than that yeah yeah, another game i thought about too i'm sorry desmond no go ahead go ahead is I said that the game I played on the SNES was Metal Marines. It's actually um, Metal Warriors. It's actually Metal Marines on there. Okay. Uh, but I kind of remember too. I, I dabbled with uh, Populous on there. And yeah. I played it on both Amiga and also on the Genesis. And I really enjoyed Populous quite a bit. So and that and uh, Syndicate as well on the uh, both the Amiga and the Genesis. I played that on there. And you know, I know. EA finally remade Syndicate for what the 360 and PS3 on there. It was more of a shooter, but uh, uh, back in the day, Bullfrog, uh, before 
that got bought out by EA pretty much uh, you know brought forth some fun elements. Uh, I, I've never played the Dungeon Keeper series, but I've heard a lot of people talk very highly of those games too as well on there. That's where uh, Peter Molyneux came from. If you don't know, if you don't know who Peter Molyneux is, he's the a guy that eventually joined up with Microsoft and created Fable on there, if you remember that guy. So, so yeah. And again, uh, this is something that we wanted to bring up and have a conversation. Uh, that way, you know, people could come in uh, to our Discord. Uh, more information about that at the end of the show, um, or tweet at us and, and and let us know what are some of your um, thoughts about. Uh, uh, um, sim type games um do you have any favorite ones um do you have anything that you you know that that we should basically try that you think would would like you know it's one of those games that you just have to play you know please you know let us know and uh you know contact us let us know what your thoughts and then um you know when we get a couple of them we will uh definitely let folks know um uh, on the next show so please you know let us know your thoughts Indeed. So thank you, Des, for bringing us that main event for discussion. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I, 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 it is like, I, it's like, I, I, as I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this, I'm like, dang, well, I had, to, I had to go deep. I hadn't thought about U- Utopia and I don't know how. <laughs> I was like, did I, did I even, he's like, cause I thought the Utopia was the first game that came to mind. And then it's like, yeah, I did try SimCity. <laughs> and that's See? where that's where it ended. It starts, I, it start, I like it starts popping up. This. It starts popping yeah. up in your head, you know. You start oh thinking. yeah, me me thinking about Populous. I haven't thought about Populous in such a damn long time, you know. So mm-hmm. that was like a true god sim. And it's like remember like raising and lowering the land, like trying to get your people out there, and so on and so forth. And it's just. Uh, yeah just makes you think of what you really play, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I had, I had to work to try and come just to come up with them too, but all right. Game nights, our game nights are taking place on Thursday evenings, 9 PM Eastern standard, 6 PM Pacific, uh, typically taking place on the PlayStation network. But as we've said, we have all the platforms, PC, uh, switch, and Xbox, so and we have and we we do have access to those uh, online infrastructures as well. So if there's a game that you'd be interested in playing with us, it would be no problem for us to get a hold of the game, and for us all to be on a game night, regardless of the platform or uh, the game and the platform that it's on. So definitely, uh, if there's a game that you want to play with us on Thursday evenings, hit us up, let us know what game it is, what platform it's on, and we will make sure to make that part of our weekly rotation. Contact. You can reach us at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's where you want to send your uh, feedback to us. If you, if you we said something that you wanted to bounce ideas off or respond to, even if you'd like to be on the show and have us interview you so you can get your opinions on gaming and the gaming industry as a whole out to our listeners, you're going to want to send that feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We also have a, a Twitter account at gamingvessels. 
Individually, we have our social media at, uh, for me, it is Shonuff7, at Shonuff71 on Twitter. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71, PlayStation Network. I am Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. Xbox Live, I am Shonuff071, again, same spelling with 071. And on Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as before. Uh, Des, where folks can get, where can folks get a hold of you at? Oh yeah, you can definitely uh, check me out on Twitter at the Nemo Six. Um, you can definitely uh, check me out. Oh, and that's spelled the six is spelled out S I X. Any so it's T H E N E M O S I X. You can also check me out on um, uh, PSN uh, the uh, as a uh, Nemo Tigger N E M O T G G R. And as always, if you're gonna message us to see if you want to become our friends on any of these platforms. Please just say like where you heard us from. Oh, we heard you on the Gaming Vessels, you know, podcast, or you know, I'm a huge fan. You know, let us know. Joe, uh, for me, you can, can locate me on Twitter at Joe Fongul, J O E F O N G U L. As far as on gaming consoles, you can find me on PSN under the username Kamunagara, K A M U N A G A R A. That's also my handle on both Steam and also on uh, Nintendo Network on there. As far as for Xbox and for uh, UbiPlay, I am Kamunagara, same spelling, uh, 6995 on there. And then like um, Des alluded to, we do have our Discord on there. We do have a pinned tweet on our Twitter account that has the link to go in and get in there. There is no... You know, we don't have to approve you. You could just join the conversation. So, yeah, please do. You know, we really want to, you know, you know, get this community going. You know, we can also do community game nights. Just, you know, just come and join us. Yeah, because yeah. we've been using Discord. We kind of post stuff back and forth. So it's kind of a way for you to communicate with us throughout the week. Uh, you know, not tweeting at us directly. And if you want our thoughts about a certain subject, you know, definitely we have certain sections in there, including Vessel Line, which is our email or, you know, or your questions brought forth to the show. I know we haven't had a lot of Vessel Line comments as of late, and we would love to hear from you out there on there, even if you want to be on the show on there. I know a listener of the show, uh, my good old friend John, Travis um, is going to be on an episode of this show at some point. We just got to work out the particulars on that. So, and if you want to be on the show, definitely let us know. We'll bring you on and, you know, roll out the red carpet for one of our listeners. So, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're trying to, we're trying to feed our Discord a group with the information. I know I've been posting some news articles as i see things that kind of grab my interest throughout the week and you know just trying to come up i'm you know just trying to come up with ideas or that regardless of when you or what server you jump into uh for gaming vessels that there there's going to be hopefully be something going on uh so again uh definitely want to start uh uh if you want a, a a quick means of getting a hold of us other than the other the other avenues that we've already talked about, Discord is definitely going to be the way to be the way to do it because you know it's on all our phones, and so we'll probably see it a lot quicker than just about any other uh, medium. Because uh, I'm not even I'm not on Twitter as much as I used to be. Uh, 
personally, I mean, I'm still going to be on there, but I'm not, I'm kind of backing away from Twitter as a, uh, uh, as a medium for, for social media. I'm not going to get rid of my account or delete it or anything, but I'm just not going to be as active as I have in the past. Too many Tim uh, dogs out there, right? Yes. No, too many spoilers, man. That, yeah. that, that, um, the Last of Us Two really was. I'm just, I was like, y'all are deep in your feelings about the this these box this box worship. I mean, it's just that really kind of that that was the wake up call. That was kind of like the wake up, man. I I had to you know and having to go in and you know uh, mute words and mute accounts and all. It's like I ain't got time for all that. You know, so I'm just kind of taking a, I'm just kind of backing away, backing away from Twitter as a social media outlet in general. Again, I'm not going to get rid of my account, but I'm just not going to be as active as I have in the past. I'll just put all that energy, uh, probably aim it at Discord, you know, and try and get things going on that side of the thing. So, but with that, that brings Season 6, Episode 16 to a close. We want to thank you for joining us for this episode. For Des, the Bay Area Terror, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar, I am Shona71 saying we'll be back next week. Peace. <laughs>